Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ursh of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys with you and all of the things that we've learned along the way. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sit down. Pull up a chair. Let's hang out. You don't pull up your cozy chair. You just plop sit in it. it. You plop in it and you chillax. <laughs> and you grab a blanket. And Is that a 90s word? Chillax? Obviously. Do you that word? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even keep up with the, like, I thought I was pretty hip and cool still, but it has been brought to my attention that is incorrect. Talk to my nephew for a second. I know. And... I had no idea what he was talking about two weekends ago. Did he talk to you when you were up north? I mean, just like when he was talking to your oh. sister and stuff. Bruh. The bruh <laughs> thing. My kids do that all the time. They actually don't say bruh a lot. <laughs> no. My kids do that all the time. Mom, bruh. What's up? I forget what he says. I don't know. I don't know. My kids were trying to tell me the difference between like no cap and like that's cap. I guess they're two different things. Like one's like that's good. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. No diggity. No doubt. <laughs> I don't have any clue. And I like try to watch TikTok and figure out what everyone's talking about. And I No, because then you get hit with British slang and all these other country slang words and then you don't know what's going on i already don't know what's going on when i was reading my book i read a lot of like british books <laughs> i don't know what's going on but but why i don't know i those are the ones i tend to like read i don't know <laughs> okay fair enough i didn't know if there was a specific reason no no they just happen to trigger my fancy oh, there you go perfect <laughs> i won't question you anymore on it. i'm gonna throw some british slang at you and i'm in love with ed sheeran you so. can say much worse words in other places than america in some circumstances oh, correct like it's but a, they sound pleasant but it's like a everyday word for them and we're like oh my god if you ever call a woman that is not good you're like, oh, yeah, that's a British words. They like to use the C word yep. all the time mm -hmm. where we use the B word, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is funny that we're even talking about swearing because I have the most foul mouth on the planet, like terrible. And the fact that I have not sworn once so far is a miracle. I gave you a task and you're doing wonderfully at it. I'm like hyper fixated on coming up with new words so I'm not swearing because you. So proud of you. Thank you. I, it's, an, it's in honor of you. So I'm just not one that likes to listen to like, like a, a little light swearing here and there. I'm fine with, <laughs> but I'm, like I've tried to listen to podcasts where like just every other word is a swear. And I'm like, can we get through a sentence, people? <laughs> like, if you have some good placed swear words, that's cool. Like, right. That's but it doesn't, great. they don't need to enhance everything. Correct. I mean, in my personal life, when I'm not around my children, I probably still use 
Patty words way too much, but um, only only a few, only a few very bad ones. But not like you don't like drop a whole cut like in two minutes. You don't like swear up a storm. No, like it's just every once in a while you lightly sprinkle them <laughs> into conversation. I just I don't I don't know. Maybe you're different with someone else. <laughs> Probably with Michelle. I probably sway, swear way more with her. Um, but, like, they're just words. It depends how you're using them, right? Like, I understand. Right. I'm not, like, offended no. by them. I'm just. I understand, like, words hurt, too. But also, like, I don't think it's, you know, if you throw a spicy word in there in a paragraph when you're talking, it shouldn't be the end of the world and, like, the world's going to no, blow up because someone said a bad word describing just, something like, that has nothing to do with me. Real sentences. <laughs> right. Um, but that is I like something. To use my vocabulary. <laughs> that is something I am actively thinking about the whole time I'm talking on the podcast. So just know if there are pauses or if there are uh, stutters, it might be because I'm trying not to swear. Um, Mine are just brain lapses. It's okay. So, that happens too. You got to reboot every once in a while. I get it. Right. My brain has to catch up with my mouth. Totally fine. Or my mouth has to catch up with my brain. Well, that's the other thing. I'm trying to talk slower because in real life, I talk very fast. Right. And I'm trying to like also tell myself, talk a little bit slower. You're Always We're not going. reading. We can talk fast. We're not <laughs> reading. I feel like I feel like people are gonna be like, "Oh my We're gosh, giving a speech. So it's fine." <laughs> You're not using note cards. It's okay. Our speech doesn't have to be five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Can you tell we're traumatized <laughs> by public school? <laughs> no, just by. Hey, I'm just going to leave it. Imagine trying to speak for five minutes in French. That's the hardest five minutes of my life. <laughs> and I still don't know how to speak French. And I did that for three years. That's how I feel about Spanish. Like, oh, I know kind of how to speak some of it. But the stuff we learned, like, did not retain any of it. And it was not applicable to real life situations. The stuff that I retained was the stuff that we learned over and over again from kindergarten to sixth Correct. grade. Correct. Once we started trying to write it, and I think that's what messed me up because they spent so much time, like, trying to conjugate everything that I wasn't really thinking about speaking it. I'm just trying to get the writing correct. Yeah, 100%. Agree. Totally. Fail. Uh, Total thing. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, this is probably going to be more what intros are going to be like going forward because Kathy and I tried to really rein it in the last couple ones, but this is so sorry. We were talking on here for like 30 minutes before we even started the podcast because we were just chit-chatting away. Um, but so I want to tell you guys one story that made me laugh very hard today about my husband. And then today's episode, we are going to talk about emotions. So <laughs> my husband was talking to me after I got home from work today and he plays hockey and he's telling me about the hockey rink he played at last night because I haven't seen him since last night. 
and uh He's telling me about it, and he's like, okay, this hockey rink, um, the penalty box is connected to the bench. So um, where it is, and I look at my husband, and I go, Andy, where did you propose to me? And he's like, at the hockey rink. And I was like, yeah, where? And he's like, in the penalty box. I was like, cool, definitely know what you're talking about. And he's like, I totally forgot about that. I didn't know that story. He took me ice skating. I totally knew he was going to propose. I told my coworker, I was like, he's going to propose. He's not very good at keeping surprises. And I just like, he was acting really weird. I knew he was going to propose. And then it got like two hours into it. Like we were there waiting for two hours. Two hours. And sounds like torture. I texted my coworker. I'm like, never mind. I guess not. And then he finally did it. He pretended we had to go to the penalty box so he could tie his skate real quick. And then, of all the places you had to sit with those the penalty box? I guess. So your so your marriage started out in a timeout. It did. It did. Andy also spends plenty of time in timeouts when he plays hockey. So Well It's good he gets aggression out on the ice. It's true. I just oh my gosh, that made me laugh so hard. It's like, yeah. He's like, that was 15 years ago. I'm like, yeah, but that was like a special thing. I don't like how do you forget about that? You don't forget your proposal. <laughs> like no matter how spectacular or how boring it is, I'm pretty sure that's not something you forget. I mean the date maybe, but <laughs> it's the actual event. No. He's my special boy. Oh. Oh gosh. God love him. I know. He's adorable. I forgot what the story was that I was going to tell. Like, he told me a couple hours ago. And I before I came in here, before we went to the store, I was like, hey, what was that story I was going to tell? And he's like, Mm-mm, I remember what it is, but I am not telling you. And I was like, Aww. no, come on. What was it? So right before he left, he was like, reminded me of it. What a nice boy. Good job. He's all right. He'll do. <laughs> He'll do. We'll keep him. We'll keep him for a little bit. <laughs> He's a pretty good dad. I'll keep him around. The kids are attached to him. I mean, you know. Um, you're pretty attached to him as well. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is very true. Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so emotions. I kind of wanted to talk about this our first episode, but I was very raw in the emotions and feels of a personal situation I was going through. Um, so it's probably good that we didn't do it right away because I probably would have lost my mind. But um, I saw this quote the other day and I sent it to Kathy because I think it's a great quote. And it is, I don't know what it is like to not have deep emotions. Even when I feel nothing, I feel it completely. That's by Sylvia Plath. And I think that's so true for you and me as people. I, I'm i an all or nothing type person. I either love you fully or I'm out. I'm either, um, I'm either upset about something or I can let it go. Like I've gotten to the point where, yeah, if it's important to me, I feel it completely. Mm-hmm. And when I connect with people, I connect with them usually completely, but I'm also good at like, like 
more professional um, relationships Mm -hmm. as far as, um, I guess I don't know how to explain it, but like my brain like categorizes people and like, I think we talked about this last time. If you're not putting in that effort, you're not going above and beyond. I'm totally fine leaving it at the door. Yeah. And I can be friendly, social um, acquaintances, act like, like we can act like friends. Totally fine with that. But I'm not going to give that extra emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to feel that extra emotion towards it. I'm but in the not like that. I same. <laughs> I am a very emotional person and I'm a very dramatic person and I am very aware what? of this. I'm Who? incredibly <laughs> aware of it. Very self-aware. I'm a lot. I am a lot a lot. Um and I appreci- in a little little body. <laughs> no, I appreciate everyone in my life so much for putting up with me the last however many years you guys are real you're the real ones you're a gem gems of people um but I've always been a very emotional person like I remember being a teenager and being super emotional about things and I tend to not know how to express my emotions correctly um because I try to keep them bottled up And then it just gets to the point that it's boiling over. Like, I don't know all the time how to work through my emotions. Um, Same. I think part of that that I'm starting to learn, a huge part of that, is just being overstimulated because I can – now I can kind of start to see, like, triggers and start to feel when I'm going to blow my top and can kind of, like, diffuse the situation inside of myself. Um, you have to be able to recognize the triggers and you're not going to be perfect every time, but I think a lot of mine is overstimulation. If there's a bunch of people talking in the room and I can't focus on one thing and then the dog's barking and then the phone's ringing and then the TV's on and the kid's eye. You get a dog I don't know about. <laughs> no, I just, that was an example. <laughs> Yes, I've been hiding a dog for you, from you for years. I don't Dang think I'd have any friends left if I was hiding a dog from you people. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying you guys would never talk to me again if I've had a dog this whole time and you guys oh, haven't been for sure. Hide. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but 100%. <laughs> I tend to have those, you know, like being overstimulated by stuff is the thing that sets me over the edge. So I've bottled up all my stuff all day or whatever it is. And then my husband asking me a question, a simple question, is the thing that pushes me over the edge because I'm already just pushed to the limit, right? And so one thing with that, with having big emotions like that and holding things in, um, I need to get very, very much better at controlling those things when I know they're coming because I don't like the person I am when I get to that point. I don't like the, like my brain doesn't work in that moment. I just. So, so you're talking 
just so everyone's clear, you're talking about like more angry emotions, yeah. not well, kind of like the original emotion isn't necessarily anger. You know what I'm saying? So it could be like hurt or sadness from that day. And right. then it turns into anger because you're bottling it up. You're not talking about it and you lash out. So like that's something that I have been working on for a long time. And um, you can ask Andy. I like freaked out on him the one day because he didn't wash the right pan. I was also changing medications. Okay. It was a rough time. Um, but I got done yelling at him and I looked at him and I was just like, that was so bad. Why did I do that? That was so mean. Like, I'm really sorry about that. That was not cool. Like that, that was a complete overreaction. That was awful. That was like, I don't want to be the kind of person that says things I don't mean in the heat of the moment. So I think like the whole emotional part of anger, wherever that comes from, it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily has to originate in a place of anger. I think oh, for sure. I think that a lot of times it's misplaced as anger because of other things you're feeling. You know, you're right. You get to that point, you just cannot deal with it anymore. And I really want to try working very hard on having that not come out as anger and figuring out what the right um, tools to like control those emotions and place them where they need to be and not in other categories. Um, So that's just for me. If I feel something, if I'm happy, I'm really happy. If I'm depressed, I'm really depressed. If I'm angry, I'm probably really angry. If, you know, I'm sad, I'm probably bawling in a corner in a puddle. Um, I just emotions are hard, man. They are. And I feel like I feel them so completely when I feel them. And it's hard when you're an emotional person because you're not always in control of like what's going on. So for instance, like if I am frustrated and I don't feel like I can get my point across or I'm not being heard and I need to get something through to someone, I will cry. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's how I am. I will cry. I'm more of the crier versus the get mad. Like, I don't get angry like that. And I think just growing up how I did, um, we didn't really show a lot of emotion. Yeah. And I think that plays a big role in how people learn to cope with things. Whereas I learned just to hold it all in. But then when you hold it in for so long and like you said, not being heard or not being understood, um, it just that's a trigger. So like I am a big crier. Like if I start talking about things like my eyes will tear up and I'll cry and some people can't handle those emotions. Like if they're talking to someone, they get really uncomfortable and they're like, why are you being so emotional? Like putting that blame on you and making you feel even worse so that triggers your guilt and that triggers like it's just a domino effect so the in essence it's making it worse and you're crying more because (laughs) you're like I don't know why I'm crying I'm just trying to talk to you a hundred percent a hundred percent and 
the biggest thing that makes me so angry about the crying thing is a you can't control it right it is involuntary somebody is yelling at you or you feel like they're yelling at you or attacking you or not hearing you it is involuntary it happens i can't i have no control over it and the more you try to control it the worse it gets right and there even just coming at you in a different tone than you're used to right <laughs> I think our brains, because you and I are alike, like it triggers in our brain like, oh, I've heard this tone before and usually it means I'm in trouble. Like when somebody says, can you come to my office? <laughs> You're like, no, what did I do wrong? Like, what, right? What did I do? <laughs> so like our emotions are already high. We're already in that flight, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like we're already like amped up. So then, like, my eyes water all the time, just having normal conversations. And I'm sorry if you talk to me, my eyes are watering. I can't control it. Well, and my biggest issue with that and what I've hated for years is that's somehow a sign of weakness to people. If you can't handle someone yelling at you, how are you going to make it in the real world? Um excuse me, I'm sorry if I don't want someone to talk to me like I'm not a human or I am a complete moron or whatever it is. Like, that's a really broad statement to make that you're not going to make it because somebody else isn't controlling their emotions and is yelling at you or whatever it is, right? Well, yeah, because you and I both know, like, we know how much, like, how hard we're working or how much time we an effort we put into something like thinking about it overthinking it like we've thought about it a thousand different ways and we're only giving you one way and now you're saying that it's wrong Mm -hmm. or you're saying it's not good enough or you're (laughs) like so we're taking it very personally well and I, i think that's a super good point because it it doesn't always feel like constructive criticism to us, right? right? Sometimes it feels like a full-on attack. And I think that's what I was kind of talking about with the friend last week that um, didn't understand, like, in the moment I couldn't hear that criticism, right? Like, those things sometimes in that moment or whatever do feel like a personal attack on you. And then that triggers all of those emotions. Someone's yelling at me, that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily that someone's actually, like, screaming at you or whatever but when it triggers that feeling like oh i've disappointed someone yeah or oh i let someone down or oh they were expecting this and i gave them that even though they're super happy with it you like being empathetic like we are we're feeling that undertone of like oh i should have done it differently even though that person is completely content, they're completely happy, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Like in our heads, we're just replaying. <laughs> and that's totally, I think, our ADD brains. Like we're just hyper fixating on what we could have done better to make that person happier. <laughs> I am just sitting here in awe of you because that's like literally in my brain all the time. Like, even though. I know I did it right, and I know that I did it in the best way possible. Like, I could I have done that better? Could I have? Right. Could I have gone and, above and beyond? Right. And like the above and me, beyond I've already done. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, like for me, like I can take criticism. I can like I like owning like if I did something wrong, tell me. Like I'm beyond not perfect. And I don't like but come to me in a way that's helpful, not accusatory. Like if you come to me and like, well, you did this wrong, okay, cool. But can you tell me what's wrong with it? And can you tell me what you wanted? versus just saying well this is wrong fix it (laughs) it's a huge like communication thing I think and it's kind of baffling that we as humans are pretty advanced creatures but we haven't been able to figure out like people are different than us everyone processes emotions differently everyone we're not all the same we have learned so much over the years about how everyone is so different. And I'm not saying to make it, I, I need you to make accommodations for me. I'm just saying like, just be kinder. I'm a big baby because I'm crying because you're screaming at me. You don't, you don't need to scream at people to get your point across. So I just, I just don't think it's appropriate if, if you do and you are able to apologize for it and you realize that you lost control of your emotions, I feel like that's a huge thing. Right. Because like I said, I'm not, I'm never going to not yell. Right. It's right. Everyone yells every once in a while, even if they're perfect. I don't I yell. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Kathy's just perfect. No, I mean, I get I No, you're very good at um when it comes to like anger, I feel like you're very good at controlling those emotions. I've over the years I've gotten better at it because when I was younger there was someone in my house that yelled a lot. And that's where I learned to be quiet and I was a little sassy because spicy spicy brain. I'm not going to sit there and take it. (laughs) So, but when you come from growing up with someone that expresses their emotions by yelling, it is hard to regulate um, how to go about communicating. Like, so I learned at a young age to when someone's yelling to just be quiet and hold it in. So that triggers that inside of me that triggers me where I just freeze. But then if I'm talking to someone later on, it could be something completely different. Those emotions come up and it's like, I always try to tell you, I'm like, it's good to have big emotions. You you feel them. It might not have anything to do with what you're doing at that moment, at that time. Like, we're working through things, especially when you've accepted your healing journey and you've accepted that you want to change. Like, feelings come out of nowhere. Like, you could see a color. You could see a smell. Like, and this is what I've learned um, working with my healer, like, I'm like, what is, like, why am I upset? Like, what is happening? And it's just, it's just things processing in your body and 
releasing and moving forward. Sometimes you don't have to know exactly like what what is releasing, but that is your body trying to regulate itself. Like tears are your stress hormones, like trying to regulate. <laughs> so hang on. Uh oh. We're gonna have to somehow cut this because you are breaking in and out. Fantastic. So I don't know if you need to go somewhere else or <laughs> go anywhere else. Okay. Well, let's see if we can. You're completely frozen on my screen. Oh, okay. Now you're back. Somehow I'm going to have to cut that out. I don't know. Unless I decide not to cut it out. And then, hi, welcome to us. But you were frozen before. So. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you because I was very really interested in what you were saying. But I was like, how do I tell her that we're frozen? <laughs> Raise your hand politely. <laughs> I was like, I put one finger up, but you didn't we were see frozen. That. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll leave that in. Anyways, <laughs> um, moving on. So yeah, one of those things, you know, for me, if I'm upset about something, if even if it's a minor inconvenience, I got an email that at work that like somebody was really rude to me or like stuff like that. I have to talk about them. I have to have it come out of my mouth what it is that is bothering me in order for me to get over it. Like that is just something with me. I need to just be like, oh my gosh, this person just sent me an email and I cannot believe they said this. And then it's out of my mouth. It's out of my head. It doesn't exist anymore, right? For the most part. Um, so like stuff like that, I need to, I need to figure out the right balance of that because I, I, I work in an industry with all men and I, it's hard. It's hard. I don't have any girls to like talk to or gossip with. And it's not necessarily gossip. Like I don't have anyone at my current job that I can just be like, oh my gosh. Confide in. Yeah, this happened and it was ridiculous. Like I don't know if it's just where I'm at or because I'm a woman or whatever it is. I'm not like placing blame on anything specifically, but like if I'm complaining about something or need to get it off my chest like that, then I'm just being a whiny baby or I'm just, you know, a chick complaining again or whatever it is. Again, this is very broad, broad thing we're talking about here. Not everyone is like this. I just no. But I think you and I have worked in industries that are very male oriented where they expect us to be the secretary, the office manager that like does everything and can anticipate your every need and read your mind. Oh man, you are like hardcore cutting in and out. Hello? Hello? Are you able to like move closer to a router or something, or will that not help? Close and close to my router. What's the frick? <laughs> not my internet. Your internet blows. Uh, or it could be yours. It could be. Um, well, I guess we're learning how to edit for tonight's episode, girl. 
Um, so I don't even remember what we were talking about. Male dominated workforce oh, yes. and how they expect us to read their mind. They expect us basically to do things that a woman in the house would do, but also do our jobs, but also I'm not your mother. Like <laughs> you can't have everything at the same time. <laughs> it's it's super hard. It's I don't know. It's hard. It's I am I have big emotions. I need to talk things out. That's just who I am as a person. Well, and I think though it's intimidating sometimes for like people that have not just men cuz women can have that mindset too. Like I've also had very strong um female bosses that don't know how to deal with emotions and that can be really hard in the workplace (laughs) you still there (laughs) you broke up for a second um i oh my god this is gonna be a disaster (laughs) You said that the last time, and then you're like, I didn't hear anything in the middle. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, the whole, like, thing, too, and, yeah, again, this is stereotypical, but I feel like it's kind of true. Like, men for a very long time were kind of taught emotions were bad, and, you know, you're a guy, you got to be big and strong and whatever. So I think, like, some of the – some of these things get lost in translation because, you know, men were taught to be big and strong and, you know, take on everything. And, you know, women are typically, these are all stereotypical things, but women tend to be more like gentle and nurturing and all that sort of thing. And like, I think a bunch of that has just gotten lost in translation over, you know, years of male-dominated industries or whatever it may be, but men are told that emotion is weakness. And so they're already having that go on in their brain, that thinking, I can't show emotion because that's weak. So then anyone else shows emotion and it's seen as weak. And it drives me nuts because I don't think that having emotions or anything like that makes you weak. I think everyone has emotions. And if you're not getting them out in some way, then you're probably taking them out in a bad way that's self-destructive. Well, right. But also, like, the counterpoint of that is knowing how and when to express your emotions correctly in the situation. So it doesn't make you weak to have emotions, but the time and place sometimes is where it gets a little... A little dicey. Well, not only that, but like, it's, you're either on one of the two sides, right? You're the person that's being emotional or you're the person dealing with the emotional person and like trying to figure out how to do those things and still be like respectful and knowing, like you said, how to control your emotions and which ones are normal to have in specific circumstances and like what is a way to talk yourself down or whatever it is, right? Like it's important to be able to control oh, yeah. some emotions and there are some things that we just cannot control. Right. And no, yeah. 
No, definitely knowing. I, I got hang tools. on. I got none of that. I didn't say anything. What you were starting to talk, it was just breaking up. It's because you're freezing. You're freezing. I think it's your internet. It's not my internet. It's your internet. My internet. Is- my children should stop playing their games. <laughs> Mom's podcasting. Get off them Minecraft games. <laughs> how much you want to bet this stays in the podcast because I'm not going to be able to figure out how to edit it out. Like if you would guess on a scale of one to ten, ten being only like, at thirty minutes. <laughs> I know what is happening. <laughs> Good times, good times. Um, Welcome to our show. Welcome to our brains. Um, (laughs) I saged before we started. It's not my fault. Does that thing like transfer through our microphones to each other or? Maybe you need to whip out your sage. Sitting on my desk. I could do that. (laughs) Um, So back to emotion. Um. Um, so another part of the whole emotion thing is when we choose to not show emotions that we should be showing. So when you're guarded and you should be, you know, letting down your guard or you should, um, you know, you love someone, but you can't tell them you love them. (laughs) Michelle. Um, and all of those things like she's growing she's growing i'm so proud of her she's a darling girl we're so proud of her growth i know she's so cute (laughs) so um yeah so me and one of my other friends like we don't i love you we don't hug like she's not a hugger she's not an i love you i'm not saying any of that stuff's a bad thing But sometimes we're doing those things because we don't want to feel the feelings that come along with those things. And if you don't feel those things, if you, you know, if you don't say, I love you back, I love you. Say it back back, all the time. (laughs) Then, like, you're going to get hurt, right? So you protect those things. And so another thing to kind of think about is like, are you not being your authentic self because you're protecting parts of you that, you know, it's affecting you in some other way because you're too busy protecting. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get disappointed. I don't, whatever it may be. And just realizing like when those things are, are ruining your ability to have relationships, for example, if that gets you in so deep that you are unable to have a relationship because you can't open up at all, that's not healthy. So emotions are tricky, man. They're hard. You're either feeling too much or not enough. It's so hard. I well see, and then I like if I talk to you because of how I grew up where we didn't show a lot of emotion. Like so like when you're really upset and you're crying I honestly, like, I, in my brain, I kind of know what to say, but part of me is like, now is this me? Is this me specific or like just in general? No, sorry, just in general. I like, just wasn't like, sure if you like changed what you do because I'm so special to you. No, like, when you're sad, I try to, 
Like, I try to make people happy when they're sad because I'm feeling your sadness, too. And two of us crying is not a good... <laughs> it's not going to do anyone any good. <laughs> right. We're not going to sit there eating our ice cream being sad. Like, I'm going to try and make you happy. And I'm going to try and get your mind off it because... I know what it's like to sit there and wallow in sadness, but I'm also going to tell you it's okay to cry. It's okay to have those emotions, but we're going to have fun doing it. <laughs> I think that's that's big too. It's like breaking that tension when it comes. You're very good at that. Let me just tell you, you've got that perfected to an art. Um, <laughs> chef trauma me. humor. My trauma humor. <laughs> but like, you, you know, you know who you can use that with. You know who you can't. Um, but it's just funny how weird emotions are and how many different ways they come out. And, you know, like we said from day one, this is kind of just like bridging the gap between like everything, whatever topics we talk about, not being too emotional, but not being emotionless. Where's the middle ground there? Where's the place that you still find compassion for people and empathy? Um, but you can still be a bad B. See, look, I caught myself. I almost said a Good different word. But why can't you be, you know. HBIC? Yes. A girl boss. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> why can't you also, you know, why can't you cry a little bit and still be a CEO? That makes no sense to me. Like, you can't show emotions. You can't prove that you're a, Sometimes a human. Sometimes have to close the door and cry and get it over with. And I just, like, emotions, it's part of being a human. So right. you're, you're judged because of, again, like we said, there's extremes either way. Motionless to emotional. But like for the most part, like, yeah, people are going to have bad days sometimes. People are going to get angry sometimes. People are going to cry sometimes. It's going to happen. And my whole life, I have hated being told that because I'm crying, I'm weak. I would argue I'm a lot stronger than a lot of other people I know. But yes, I still cry. And I also don't think it's ha it's healthy, though, to get to a point where you never cry anymore and everything you just... I you can't just turn your emotions off. You like, that's can't. Unhealthy. You can't. And I've tried to... I feel like the more you try, the more it just comes out. Like, I try so hard. If I'm because, in... Because then your head's... It, then you're in your head and you're feeling guilty Correct. and it's just an ongoing cycle. Correct. So, like, if I'm getting yelled at for something, like, I've already stuck on to the first thing you said to me and we're just adding to that loop that's going on in my head. Right. And it doesn't mean if you, like, maybe you didn't mean it a specific way, but if it's already going on in that loop in my head, everything that comes after it is just going to make it worse and I'm going to cry. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. And I am kind of sick of apologizing for it. Right. Yeah. And I think building up your toolbox of knowing Did you just how to walk away and knowing, hey, that was good advice. Let me think on it. Or, hey, I just need a moment to think this through and I'll get back to you. Like being able to take yourself out of the situation and and breathe and think 
This is why I shouldn't have pens over here. Yeah, who gave you writing utensils? I was also playing with my notepad earlier and I was like, oh, I got a rock. That's so smart. I should have a rock. I, I, yeah, so there's another tool. Like just having a worry stone or just having something in your hand, rubbing your fingers. Like that is actually there's pressure points between your thumb and your, is this your index finger? If you rub them together, um, it's actually supposed to help calm your nerves. And I do it a lot and I never realized what it was. And then I read an article on it. I thought this <laughs> or, was just the world's smallest violin. <laughs> yes, the world's smallest. Or another good calming technique is placing your hand over your heart. Like just giving yourself a hug and that helps your stress levels. I do that a lot and I don't realize I'm doing it. Right. But yeah, that's a regulatory kind of like um, weighted blankets or weighted um, stuffed animals. Just having that pressure on your nervous system is going to help bring you back. I look like a three-year-old just like so interested in what you're saying right now, all in my husband's sweatshirt. I did. I was like, can I steal your sweatshirt for while I'm podcasting? I can steal. (laughs) I can steal you one. Just don't tell him about it. I don't want his sweatshirt. That's weird. He's also like tinier than I am. So yeah, but that's weird. It's not even, it's not even fun to wear his sweatshirts half the time because they're like super tight on me. Well, I think like you're kind of the same size, except you have boobs and he doesn't. That's He's correct. Flat. Correct. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story? Oh gosh, I don't. You really should tell this story. Never mind. <laughs> but anyways, the sweatshirt. <laughs> um, I was like, can I wear this? Because I don't know. I just wanted to wear a sweatshirt. He's your husband. It's allowed. It's the husband tax. Well, so then I was like... Boyfriend tax. (laughs) It's a band sweatshirt of his favorite band. And I started singing one of the songs that they sing. And he goes, I swear to you, if you butcher one of their songs on the podcast because you talk about my sweatshirt, I'm going to lose it. And I was like, okay, first of all... Why does he know us so well? (laughs) First of all, I have a beautiful voice. So that was rude. Like an angel. <laughs> like an angel. And second of all, I would have totally done that. I feel called out. I feel personally attacked. Thank you for your sweatshirt. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Well, now that you told me not to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point, though. Like, if you challenge me, remember the time my dad challenged me um, to buy him a sasquatch tailgate cover i believe i instigated that and i don't apologize at all you instigated it and we're gonna talk about it real quick (laughs) last year my dad has this sasquatch thing going on right he's everybody loves sasquatch come on he loved it before it was cool though um it's not 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 been cool it's not 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 been cool (laughs) avi more people are buying into the paranormal get with the program oh my gosh we cannot go here again tonight you terrified me last night i cannot do it with you again don't say anything (laughs) sitting here nicely no you're not 
Bigfoot. Anyways, moving on. Anyways, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Thank you. Um, so we buy him Bigfoot stuff all the time, but like only if it's not all the time, like if we find something cool that we're like, yeah, dad's going to like this, a beer bottle opener, or I found him a couple grandpa Sasquatch shirts that he loves. Or Um, he finds himself tie-dyed hats. Or he finds himself 17 hats in one weekend. Ridiculous. Anyways. So last year, Kathy tagged me in a Facebook post that was dude with a truck and on the back of the truck was a tailgate cover that was a sasquatch with like a raccoon in front of his um well he's laying down seductively and his raccoon friend is just chilling with him (laughs) covering any unmentionable parts that you wouldn't want mentioned and so she tagged me in it last year and i tagged my dad in it and i was like get ready this is going to be the next thing i buy you or he said that to me in one of the two things I said, well, Dad needs this. It's something like that. And so we hadn't talked about it, and it was just a joke. Well, then this year, my dad tagged me in the same post and said, I still don't have it. I'm still waiting. And that, my friends, is Game, a dare. that match. <laughs> that is a dare. I'm going to take that dare on every single time. And I'm going to do it. In a ridiculous way. So he was out of town. His truck was at home. And my dear husband put that decal that he had um, tagged me in two years. That bad boy is on the back of his truck. Thank goodness for Amazon Prime. Thank goodness for Amazon Prime. So um, my husband installed it on the back of his truck. He got home from wherever he was and pulled into the driveway. And first thing he saw was his truck. And I was like, I told my mom, this is going to go one of I feel like you warned him first, didn't you? My mom warned him before they got in the driveway. But um, I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. My dad is either going to be pissed that we touched the back of his truck, or he's going to think it's hilarious and laugh his butt off. And we like to call him chill nowadays. He's really chilled out. So oh. I was like, hopefully we get the chill dude and we don't have to worry. And just tell him I did it. It's fine. Then he wouldn't care at all. He'd be like, oh, Kathy did it. That's fine. It's beautiful. I love it. I'll keep it for always. <laughs> but uh, he thought it was hysterical. So thank goodness. We, win. we didn't get, you know, I was going to say that word, but I don't know if uh, we'd get flagged for saying that. No, that's only on TikTok where your cat. I didn't want him to murder me. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I really hope he thinks it's as funny as I do. I thought it was hysterical. It was a a murder podcast. What? (laughs) This isn't a murder podcast. I know. Maybe one day it'll become that. I'm way too obsessed with murder. We'll have a different channel for murders and mysteries. Perfect. I think that's like a good tie-in though to why we're so interested in all this kind of stuff because like about talking about getting oh. growing and being better and stuff because we're so fascinated by like the human mind and how like at least my fascination with like true crime is like how does your brain think that much differently than everyone else's brain? Tell me how. <laughs> 
It's so crazy. And I think that's like part of this too. It's like trying to figure out your own brain. You're figuring out this puzzle. Spicy brain goes to, how did you get to that answer? How did you get to that conclusion? Like, where did that come from? It's so weird. Well, other people just shut it down and we're like, no, tell me how. I need to know how. It's going to bother me for every day for the rest of my life until I know. (laughs) So, how's it? Or like we pick apart like true crime things. Like that's dumb, obvious. Well, duh, his shoe was outside the window. (laughs) Obviously, it was him. Clearly. Clearly. That is probably my biggest hobby, though, is listening to true crime anything and documentaries in general. I'm very obsessed with documentaries. It's probably a very unhealthy obsession. I don't know where it comes from, but I love I don't love like reading, reading books like like a documentary type, you know, book that I would learn something. I don't want to read a book. I'm going to learn something. I I want a book to shut down my brain. I want it to be entertainment. But documentaries, I will sit there all day, all night, watch a documentary about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I Yeah, it does. It does matter what it is. For the most part, it doesn't. What documentary did you suggest that I did not watch? It's not a specific one that I recommended to you. But if I say the word, you're going to freak out again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're going to give you an insight into my mind, okay? This is a very... I like the paranormal. This is. I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracist. I People go way off the edge. I'm not a conspiracist. Conspiracist. I'm sorry. There's plastic in my mouth. I can't speak correctly. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) I love a good conspiracy. Like I will I I'm not too. I'm not a far like I don't some of those are really really far off. I'm not the crazy person, but I'll listen to you. <laughs> but I think it goes along the same thing. It's the same line of how did your mind get there? It fascinates me right. that you put those things together in that way to make this make make sense like make it make sense make it make sense (laughs) they did make it make sense so anyways last night we're going like raw into all of my deepest darkest fears episode what for great fantastic (laughs) i have had a you sent me a deep hole cave video today (laughs) I have had an unreasonable fear of little green men. Little green men that come down in spaceships. Don't say the A word. (laughs) I was little and my family would joke, my brother and my mom and my dad, don't say the A word because they'd I honestly did not know this about you until yesterday, so don't yell at me. Well, I don't want people to exploit my biggest fears in life. Too late. (laughs) Andy already knows and he tortures me with like horror film props all the time like come on yeah um, i can't i can't do your clowns <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, night, actually and i learned something new about each other did. kathy doesn't like clowns i'm afraid of the a word but i'm not like terrified of clowns i just don't like them like they're not fun they're creepy and gross <laughs> i don't know what my deal is i just remember like in middle school a bunch of 
boys talking on the bus about how like they come down in an aircraft and then they'll do experiments on your body and you'll wake up and you won't even have known it happened. And like, for some reason, middle school, Ashley was just like, oh my gosh, this is a hundred percent fact. And I don't know. How do you know it's not? (laughs) I'm sorry. I woke up. I'm going to cry. I don't know why it scares me so much. It's so stupid. I will watch the show Ancient Aliens, but I don't like aliens. Like, I will watch the show because it's fascinating some of the history and how, like, I'm very interested in in Egypt. So, like. Do you think it's real or not? Okay. I think it's, like, paranormal, like, paranormal things, right? I think it's real, but I'm too afraid to be. Admit it. To have it be proven real. So Got like, it. I was. Like, there's a ghost in my house, but I'm not going to acknowledge it. Correct. Like, somebody's banging pans and nobody's in the kitchen. Got it. Yep, got it. I understand you're there. Like, yeah. you do not need to show yourself to me. You are good where you are. I really am good. Have a great time. Please don't haunt me. Make yourself at home. And I talked to the ghost in Ashley's house. It's fine. Everything. Kathy fine. talked to the ghosts here. That is a true story, and it's freaking creepy how much stuff you know. I will say, though, that it's not necessarily talking to the ghosts because there's a difference between ghosts and spirits, whatever. Technically, your house is not haunted. (laughs) You don't actually have ghosts in your house. Thank God. I would burn it down. I will. (laughs) I communicate with the other side. But does not mean that they're physically in your house all the time. Fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, They just come to visit. I I dig it. And I'm there. (laughs) That's because they know you'll give me the message. This is true. We had a very healing conversation the other night after a podcast. Flame. Yeah. Yeah. Which amazes me. Sometimes the things you're like, hey. Which is which is good for me because I'm not overly confident. Like, I don't outwardly tell people, hey, like, just weird things just come in my head and I don't know where they come from. But with you, like, I'm comfortable enough to be like, hey, this is coming to me. I don't. <laughs> what does, does this mean? mean? anything to you? Right. <laughs> and I'm just. I'm just as weird as you, so I don't find it weird at all. I just... That's why we are two peas in a pod. We found our weird tribe. We did. And we accept each other. We did. And everyone should find somebody weird that they accept. (laughs) It's totally what we were talking about the other day, though, about how, like, once you find the people you can be your real self with and you can be a huge weirdo and you don't have to, like, try... Everyone knows I'm weird now, so... It's okay. We have a podcast now. I think everyone knows we're both weird. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure everyone listening is also very weird. And I think we need to normalize being a complete freakazoid. Okay? Here's the thing with the dating world. You can't disclose these things. And now everyone knows. (laughs) Because I don't like dating the weird people, even though I am the weird person. Okay, however, okay, match weirdnesses. Just hold on one moment. Okay, 
I feel like I'm very open, though, to different people. Okay, so I was going to say you're pretty, like, open to meeting people. However, I would argue that meeting people, I mean, obviously, I'm not meeting people because I'm married, but um, I would argue from the stories. I'm married people, not on purpose. Well, okay, so that's the thing. Like, there are married people on there. Um, <laughs> I have found out all of this information from all of my girlfriends that have done online dating or, like, it's dating. It's awful. People. It's awful. You guys have the worst stories. Like, I have told Andy before, if anything happens between us or, like, he dies in a tragic hockey accident, like, I'm done. That's it for me. I'm not dating again. I'm not finding anyone again. Like, that sounds terrible to me well here's the thing like i'm pretty open to like people's different niches and quirkiness like i'm i'm pretty open but like there's just certain things i'm like and eh, that's probably not for me which i like feeling people out and <laughs> i was just gonna make a joke and i'm not gonna do it do it I was going to say better than joke. fueling people up, but our podcast is supposed to be clean. more fun than <laughs> sometimes. But no, like, so I met a few people with our not friend anymore when she was going <laughs> through it. And like, she engaged with some pretty weird people. She's like, I think you would really like this person just because I like crystals. And the occasional conspiracy theory, I'm not, like, that deep, like, I don't consider myself, like, that, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, that crunchy of a person, like. Yeah, like, people group me into these things, and I'm, like, I'm not sitting in the basement getting high. I'm witchy things. (laughs) walking under the full moon in the middle of the forest what did I, I have to ask you about the other day moon water <laughs> I like what I like and it's hard to explain like I'm just I would be happy like with my herb garden but I'm not like doing little potion witchy things I want to do potion witchy things I mean, I will like make natural like healing slot like and stuff. <laughs> That's I, almost the yeah. same. I th- feel like I generate more towards like Native American culture um, healing, like of the earth versus um, pagan teachings. Which there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not. I just don't go like I'm not a spellcaster. I don't like I find it interesting, but that's not that's not my forte. I'm well, not. I think that's what makes your journey so cool and like the growth so cool because you kind of you're authentic and you take what you want out of all of these things, right? And it's because it it means something to you or it makes you feel a certain way or you believe in it, but then it's authentic because you're taking the pieces you do believe in and you're leaving the pieces that you can respect them and appreciate them, but maybe that aren't so much you, right? Which is hard because I want to do the culty things, but I don't want to join the cult. Please don't judge a cult. I don't have time to deal with like breaking you out of a cult right now. You know, I've got a lot of I don't have time and energy to be in a cult. I don't like anyone that much. 
who maybe our Patreon when we make one one day should be about cults because cults also fascinate me. How do we go from I mean, emotions to cults? I don't know because we were talking about our weirdness. Oh, okay. Maybe that should be a bonus episode. <laughs> I feel My- like you can answer that to any question I ask you. How do we get from here to here? We're weird. This is Kathy's personality. It's everywhere. <laughs> I get along with everyone and I enjoy all sorts of things. Shenanigans. But I don't really fit in anywhere. I don't want to fit in a box. I want to I just need someone to love me and all my weirdness exactly how I am. <laughs> I love you and all your weirdness. Love you. That's not my best friend who is married. <laughs> Kathy and I joke that someday. Well, I would love to manifest this into the universe because this is what I've wanted for a long time is I would love to buy a bunch of land and do like a homesteading type thing where, you know, we can grow our own food. Well, okay. Anyone other than me can grow their own food because I'm terrible with that. Like I'll eat the food you guys grow. I'll do something. I'll cook it. Okay. You you can tend to the animals. Okay. Perfect. Like okay. that is my dream. And then Just don't have- name them. <laughs> what? Just don't name them. No, you can't eat them. <laughs> Some of them you have to eat. Absolutely not. They're all pet animals. Okay. Um, Rachel, I need you. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's just shaking her head at me. <laughs> Never name them. Um, only name the dogs. This one's chop. This one's liver. Oh, no. <laughs> no. See, I can love an animal, but then respectfully be like, this is dinner. <laughs> like, I respectfully eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> there's pet animals and there's food animals. I know, they're different. Like, I can go in the woods and adore a baby deer and look at the deer and like, oh, that's a really nice deer. But then I can appreciate someone who hunts <laughs> the deer and make, gives the jerky. Like, <laughs> ma'am. See, this is why I'm more Native American hunter gatherer. <laughs> Appreciate the earth and the gifts, but don't oh, sacrifice them. That's a waste. Appreciate all of you. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't even. And know. this derailed. Yep, this derailed. This is this is us, guys. This is this is a normal conversation. I don't even think we finished the alien conversation, but it's fine. Oh, you said that. I'm never going to be able to sleep. Andy's going to have to put on, um, not Bambi, because like that's sad. And we just talked about deer. So Um, some sort of Disney movie and he cannot leave my side all night. Moana? Moana. That's a good idea. Yeah. Andy will fall asleep within three seconds, but it'll be great for me. And then you'll recall our canoeing adventure because I was singing Moana to you the whole time. (laughs) And then you'll laugh and then you'll wake him up. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Oh my gosh. So much fun. All right. Well, sorry. So sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You all all had to sit through this. Good thing it was at the ending. You could just turn us off. (laughs) Me. Whatever. Are we signing off now? (laughs) I think we're signing off now. If there was anything specific you guys enjoyed us talking about and you'd like us to elaborate more on, uh, let us know. We'd be more than happy to do that. We 
Except for aliens. You're not allowed Except to say that for, word ever again. No, everyone's <laughs> going to ask about aliens now. Um, and I'm pretty upset that both of us even had notes going into this. and We still got so far off base. I had no notes. Oh, I thought you did too. No, no. You had all the notes. I have the basic notes. Got it. I wasn't even in my head with this one. <laughs> Fantastic. Love you. This was an Ashley episode. <laughs> Sorry. Which anyway. is why I was so off the rails. <laughs> if there's a specific thing that you would like us to um, concentrate navigate on. to, yeah. yeah, or tools that you want our take on, or how to handle something, whatever. Or just talk to us. Just be our friends. Um, we're on Facebook at Empathetic Villains Podcast. And we're on Instagram. Um, I think it's talk. just Empathetic Pod. Is it Pod? I don't know. Okay. Well, we're it's on Instagram. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. We have a link tree. That doesn't help if they can't find us. It's true. Well, if they're listening to the episode, doesn't our link tree show up? If you put it in the notes. Oh, man. We are so good at this. <laughs> Anyways, we're on Instagram and Facebook if you want to send us a message. Or, you know, just be nice to us. <laughs> Please. We're emotional people. <laughs> we totally apologize for this 10-minute rant that we just went on. No, we don't. <laughs> okay, Ashley does it. <laughs> you can find more of this when we start doing um <coughs> cat and ash go on adventures on our youtube page which we haven't done yet but just keep your eye out because this is what it's gonna be <laughs> yeah it's gonna be really fun yeah anyways <laughs> we wish you all a supportive healing journey and thank you for joining us for the ride healing ain't easy no it ain't okay bye, bye.